0: Hi everyone, and you're very welcome to Reinventing the Next Chapter, a podcast where I speak to women who, either through choice or through circumstance, have had to take a step back, re-evaluate their lives, and make some powerful changes. I'm your host, Elaine Ryan, Life Career and Relationship Coach. If you are feeling stuck or not where you thought you'd be in life, my hope is that these stories will give you the inspiration and more importantly, the motivation, to take the first step towards reinventing your next chapter. Hi everyone and welcome to episode nine of Reinventing the Next Chapter. Today I am joined by Phoebe O'Regan from Owen Soul, which is a tattoo and healing based in Cove in Cork, in Ireland. So it's something really different. I don't think there's there's too many of these types of spaces in, in the country. So I'm really excited to chat to Phoebe today. So Phoebe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. And do you want to give, so I've given a quick intro there, but do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself?
1: Basically, I'm a spiritual tattoo artist. So I kind of hold intentional tattoo ceremonies for people. Yeah, like I kind of think that all tattooing is spiritual. So sometimes people come for just a tattoo, but we're really kind of um dealing with the hearts of it how it is like a life-changing experience and you can kind of harness the power from it to you know have an important lesson kind of fully integrate in your life or move on from something and then I also kind of do some women's circles and retreats I do readings yeah so it's kind of like witchy bits as well I'm based in a uh, cove right by the seaside, living with my fiance Gemma and our three cats, and oh, my yeah. little babies. Congratulations!
0: Um, I didn't realize. Yeah.
1: It, oh, you. yeah. That's news. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. And yeah, I just in general, I guess, I kind of like try to live my life kind of in the flow with nature and kind of like the collective energies as much as possible and. Yeah, that's kind of um how my business started, just really going with the flow.
0: Cool. And are you originally from Cork, aren't you?
1: I'm from Cork City. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a blow-in in, in cove.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there's a lovely community there that was there.
1: Such a strong community. Yeah. I actually moved here in twenty twenty in the first lockdown. So it was really amazing to move somewhere with such like a strong community vibe and Obviously the five K radius is beautiful because we're right by the seaside and there's a forest and everything. So
0: Well, we won't give too much away before we uh so I'll take you back to where it all began. Yeah. So if you think back to I know you're still young, but when you were younger and you were in schools, they what what did you imagine your life might look like when you grew up or when you left yeah.
1: when I was really small I wanted to be a vet. And then when I got a bit older, I wanted to be a doctor. (laughs) So I guess I always wanted to help, help animals and help people. Yeah, I just really had that desire to help people. I was obviously always really creative, but it was more of a hobby than kind of a career goal for me. But then I ended up studying international development and working in the NGO sector for a while. So it was really about like helping people. Yeah, that was kind of my, my kind of core value, I guess.
0: Yeah. So you obviously have an altruistic streak. Yeah. So you didn't pursue that or? Medicine no, medicine, no, I didn't. No. So you didn't I did. The,
1: um, yeah, I did the, what's that aptitude exam to do medicine? I did that anyway, and I found it very stressful and like the thought of trying to get the points was stressing me out so much and then a career guidance counsellor when I was in school told me about the international development course in UCC which was pretty new at the time and I thought it sounded interesting so I just did that you know you're 18 and you just kind of choose something
0: yeah
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and how was that did you like it did you enjoy it
1: actually I struggled a lot academically I just found out last year that I have ADHD which is so interesting because it's definitely something that has brought a lot of abilities to my life, but then also disabilities. So I really struggled with yeah, the academic side of college. it took me six years to finish a four-year course from taking time out and repeating and everything. But I did meet like so many incredible inspiring people, both lecturers and fellow students, and I got to do a six months work placement in Bolivia which was incredible when I was 21 but yeah after college like I was definitely feeling very lost.
0: And can I just ask about the ADHD so yeah um, in the last few years more and more people are are coming out mm. with diagnosis of ADHD and, and yeah. autism and neurodivergence so but I think it, a lot of the time when people talk about it they talk about the positives as well so A lot of the time, there's a lot of creativity because your brain works slightly differently. Mm -hmm. Then I think what you mentioned there, struggling academically, was that around organizing yourself and that kind of thing? Or, yeah.
1: Definitely. My energy is very much like in big bursts (laughs) rather than slow and steady. And then definitely like focus as well. Like I have to be very interested in something to really focus on it. Like if I'm interested in something, I can just immerse myself in it. Like it would become my obsession. But if I'm not interested in something or if I find it just kind of difficult to grasp, like I'll find it very hard to focus on it. And then as well, to be honest, like my course was a bit badly organized. Like we'd always get like six assignments at once from all different <laughs> departments. So I think I found that really hard as well. I'm kind of juggling different things at the same time. Yeah. Um, deadlines and... um Yeah, just the kind of pressure as well. Do you know, like if I was in art college, I probably would have been thriving. I think just anyway, like it wasn't the best choice for me. So, Mm. yeah, it was a few different things going on.
0: Yeah, you maybe needed something to give you a bit more self-expression. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you did that course and you did a work placement in Bolivia. And then when you finished and you got out into the world, what did that look like?
1: Yeah, so I definitely felt very, very free mm-hmm. <laughs> to be out of education, I was in it for so long. <laughs> but then, yeah, I just really confused about what I wanted to do with my life, was obviously thinking about like postgrads and masters and stuff. And I was doing bits of volunteer work and just kind of, yeah, like enjoying the college lifestyle but out of college you know just enjoying my youth I suppose yeah and then I kind of had some part-time jobs doing different things but one of the part-time jobs was in Lush and that ended up becoming a full-time job and I was kind of moving off in it and so I worked in Lush for maybe three years or so and I just really really loved working there I learned so much in that job that has like really enriched my business now which is amazing because it's a really right. ethical company okay. really yeah and I ended up being a trainer like an in-store trainer so I just just learned so much about like amazing customer service yeah um which is great so obviously I'm a service-based business and yeah I was just kind of happy just coasting kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and then I got the opportunity to move to Japan. <laughs> so I said I'd move to right. Japan, which was incredible. And then I ended up in Cambodia. And yeah, I was in Asia for a few years then doing and those you, different things.
0: Were you in Tokyo when you were in Japan or
1: I lived in Kyoto actually? Okay. Yeah. I actually like can't believe that was real. Like <laughs> it's such a dreamy city, so magical and beautiful yeah it was incredible it was really really lonely as well it was my first time like being really alone you know I had so many incredible friends Mm. and then I moved so far away and just yeah I got hit really badly by loneliness but it was really amazing for my kind of healing journey because I just really faced a lot of demons and yeah I just really got to know myself on a deeper level when I was there
0: and were you teaching
1: English? I was teaching English, yeah. yeah. So yeah, probably very challenging with the ADHD as well. <laughs> I think about that like lots of juggling. But in the Japanese work culture, you know, you're expected to work a lot, like really long hours, lots of overtime. Yeah, that was kind of hard. But every weekend, I would just be like, traveling around, going to so many amazing places. So yeah, it was really cool. I always wanted to go to Japan. Japan was like. I had a fascination with it since I was about 12. And I always knew that it wouldn't be enough to just visit there. Like I had to live there, really embrace myself in the culture. So that was like something from my
0: bucket list, definitely. A lot of people seem to have that with Japan. I don't. Yeah. I would like to see it, but I don't have that. A yeah. the going there. Um, I suppose it's just so different, isn't it?
1: Something else really cool, actually, when I was in Japan, I started drawing again. I hadn't been making art, you know, I've been doing little crafts and stuff like that, but I hadn't been, you know, like focusing on myself being an artist for so many years, but I was so bored and I was so lonely. (laughs) So I was drawing loads and I got really good at drawing again. And I guess that was kind of the beginning of my tattoo journey in a way, because I just really reconnected with my love of drawing and designing and creating I and I got really into witchcraft as well like rituals and stuff I was just really by myself so yeah I really like strengthen my hobbies again
0: yeah because I was going to say there you mentioned that you did a lot of healing in Japan so I was going to say mm-hmm. was that where you got into kind of I suppose the stuff that our soul is is all about now
1: yeah, I mean, like, I always was kind of like the witchy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was always, since I was really young, I was really like, I think when I was like 14, 15, I got into Wicca <laughs> it would be on like all these like mad old school Wicca forums online. I'm doing little spells with my friend in the park mm-hmm. <laughs> on Friday 13th. But yeah, when I was in Japan, I got really, really into it just because of the time and space I had as well. There was really weird stuff happening in the apartment and I just really felt like it was haunted. I think it definitely was. So I kind of said I wanted to do some like protection rituals and that's kind of how it started. And I ended up making rune stones. And I do all of my readings about runes now. I'm really connected to them. They're like the Viking runes right i'll do like see i made my first runes when i was in japan and i was just like yeah you know collecting a lot of kind of plants and wood and shells and just connecting to the land there
0: as well and working with nature okay so that was the beginning of i suppose what you're currently doing now and then you said yeah. you moved to cambodia yeah I've been there. haven't been to Japan, but I know yeah, right.
1: yeah, cool. Oh, I love Cambodia. Yeah, it was really funny. Like a few of my friends just randomly ended up living there. We just had like such a great group there. I was there for almost three years and wow, that's yeah, a long time. amazing. I really miss it. Like I get homesick for Cambodia, definitely.
0: And while you were there, did you continue? Or I presume you were teaching English there as well.
1: I was teaching English, and I was working for an amazing NGO school. So it was totally different to Japan. Like my school in Japan was very corporate, and the li- my life there was very like work focused. But in Cambodia, you know, it's much more chill. I got like so many public holidays, so I was just able to like travel and relax a lot more, and just kind of try out. Different things. And then I made a vision board because <laughs> I was enjoying teaching, but it wasn't quite right. And I put on it to be an art teacher. And like literally two weeks later, I got offered a job to be an art teacher. But well, I got told that there, there was a school looking for art teachers. And I was like, Are you actually serious? Like one of my dreams as well to be an art teacher. So I went to the school with my portfolio and blagged my way into it.
0: In um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So like I'm not a qualified art teacher at all, but of course, they're, you know, really desperate for teachers over there, especially native English speakers, just to help the kids get good English because it's such, you know, a great skill to have. And I gave it my all and it was just like an incredible year teaching art to kids. And it was in that year that I really realized that I had to make art my job. I was just so happy being surrounded by art materials every day and just seeing all the joy it's bringing to the kids, you know, the little ones, but also the older ones Hmm. that would be more shy about creating. And um, yeah, it was just amazing. And it was, yeah, it was in that year I started just um, really immersing myself in pursuing tattooing.
0: Okay. So then at the end of that, you came back to Ireland, right?
1: Yeah after a while I was in America for a while as well my mom lives in America now so I was in Austin Texas for a while and then I was trying to move to Mexico then I was trying to move to China (laughs) and then I ended up in Ireland for a visa run but I didn't I, I was really happy to be back so I stayed in Ireland then.
0: Cool. And then how did the whole tattoo space come about then?
1: Yeah, so I was doing like loads and loads of training um, myself and online, trying really hard to get into a tattoo shop in Cork, but it was really competitive, just getting loads of no's and not getting replied to, and then COVID hit. (laughs) So once COVID hit, it just really kept me going. Like I'd been doing bar work, so obviously that just was gone straight away. And I did this incredible, really expensive tattoo course online, got my tattoo machine. I was like practicing on fake skin, practicing on my legs and then on my partner. <laughs> and I was very like, oh, I'll work in a tattoo shop. You know, that was the aim. Yeah. And then I came across this business bootcamp, a branding bootcamp course by this lady, Brand Stories with Hill. She's based in Kilkenny. She's amazing. She's like a branding expert. So I did this, like I've never, ever been interested. I didn't even, I actually signed up for it. And then I realized I didn't know what branding was. (laughs) I was like, what is branding? But I was just so drawn to it. And it was this like six week intensive branding course. And by the end of it, I had like created my business idea and it just felt so real and so doable. And there was still, you know, that was in the second lockdown or whatever. So there was still loads of time to go just really like planting seeds and developing my skills. And then I came across this thing called Mentor Her, which is where I met you. (laughs) And that was just so synchronistic as well. And yeah, it was when I was doing our six weeks of coaching and I was like, you know, just trying so hard, it's like, follow my intuition and see what signs were coming. And you were like, well, let's just do the numbers and see if it's doable. Because a space had come up in Cove. That was the reason why I was like, oh my gosh, should I do this now?
0: I remember you were still doing some of your drawings as well. And I think you were nervous to pursue the tattoo thing with all of the lockdowns. So yeah, clearly where your passion was not really as much with the art so I know
1: yeah yeah. I was trying to be I mean it was I was an illustrator as well and I was getting bits of work with it but I was kind of trying to make that my full-time thing and I was like oh the tattooing will come down the line but yeah I just remember you saying to me like oh you're you're way more interested in, in the tattooing aren't you and I was like yeah like it's all I could focus on, you know, it just seemed obviously it was like way bigger and scarier of a project.
0: <laughs> so well then tell us about the project, because I suppose that would have been the last time that I was talking to you when you had just found this space. And I think the timings all worked out. There was some up for rent and you went for it and you got the studio. So the studio
1: was there. And one day I went to get bread and it was closed. And there was just a sign up to lease. And I just looked at it and I was like, it's actually such a beautiful space. Like the building's from 1884 and the front of it is all like original wood, like really intricate. And I was like, sure, after doing the work with you and just seeing how logically it actually was a possibility with my budget that I had, I met the landlord and it just all flowed really well. And it's a couple actually, and they were really, they thought my business was really cool and that it would like add something to the town. So yeah, they chose me and then I had the keys and then I was like, oh my god, like this is actually happening. It just it seems that it all happened so fast, but I just like I had so much passion, so much drive, and just like, well, now I have to make it work. I don't have a choice, you know? And
0: so it's the, just like all
1: awesome. things go.
0: To, to clarify the idea, I suppose you you didn't want i stereotypical tattoo parlor is oh
1: no I no. suppose big yeah.
0: scary <laughs> I know sure it's not they're not all like that but I suppose it was the intimidating vibe that you wanted to be the absolute opposite to that uh, it was all about the kind of safe space and yeah the healing properties of tattoos which is something that I had never heard of or thought of but it makes so yeah sense. like the I remember you saying that. A lot of, I suppose, survivors of trauma or abuse, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they might look to get a tattoo because it's I suppose, a, a symbol that they've got over something and got through it, yeah. uh, which is so fascinating. I never would have thought of that. Did you want to talk a bit more about the, that whole, I suppose, being the opposite of your average tattoo parlor and welcoming yeah, and definitely. safe and warm and all that? That was
1: the really cool thing about that branding course because I kind of did a mood board first, and it was just so like calming and soothing, more like a spa mm-hmm. than a tattoo shop. And just yeah, I learned about like having like your values and your ethos as the the kind of really important parts of the foundation of the business. But yeah, I mean, like tattooing has always been self care for me. I remember getting a tattoo when I was in Cambodia. That was my first kind of proper, this tattoo is like an anchor for me. And it was actually a tattoo of the Awan Simple, which ended up um, being part of my business name. But yeah, just from having my own experiences with tattooing being like a form of self-creation and like a really powerful reminder, like even my second tattoo when I was really young, like it was a butterfly, which is such a standard tattoo, but butterflies really represent transformation because of, you yeah. know, the caterpillar. So it was really spiritual for me. And really, you know, I got it right on my wrist so I could see it every day as a reminder of what I've been through. And then as well, yeah, I just would come across people over the years that had these incredible tattoos of memorials or representing coming through um sexual violence things like that yeah like it could be for ancestral healing like connecting to your ancestors there's just so many incredible ways that tattooing can be spiritual even if it's subconsciously spiritual rather than oh I'm doing this ceremony
0: you know yeah and how many do you have how many tattoos do you have
1: Oh, I've almost fifty now. I would say yeah it's been a while since I've counted them and I'm getting a few more on Tuesday. <laughs> well none of the obvious
0: on the zoom no I, I can't see any yeah. ones on your hand so that's was the background behind us and so then you got the space and you set it up and what was yeah. the name of Jeff?
1: I like put a lot of focus into social media and just kind of like getting the word out there. And I think as well, like, you know, when you first open something, there's a buzz. And it was summer 2021, you know, everyone, there was no lockdown. <laughs> everyone was like free and out and excited. So it's actually a really good time. Like I was very blessed with the timing. Yeah. And um, so straight away, a lot of locals were really into it and I did like in that branding course I learned a good book more than I ever knew before (laughs) about um marketing and stuff so I was you know running competitions and kind of gifting tattoos to people who then be like sharing it with their followers and stuff and yeah there was just like such a lovely buzz so yeah I, I guess I kind of hit the ground running really I just I have so much faith you know I really really believe in manifestation and positive energy and the whole energy behind the business was to help
0: people be empowered
1: so yeah I think it it just started with really good energy
0: yeah and even you're lighting up talking about it like it, yeah <laughs> still so passionate about it so did you like was it just you or I know there's a couple of people working there with you now how did that all come about?
1: Yeah, so I've got a few different women that I collaborate with that kind of use the space for different things. And yeah, some women have kind of come and gone and come back. It really is a one-woman show for the most part. Yeah, a lot of people um that I collaborate with they just use the space once or twice a month something like that we do have like beautiful meetings sometimes where we kind of brainstorm together because we're all very much about like with other people I know who are in the kind of like um healing spiritual industry it's like it's all about uplifting each other yeah and the way I see it it's like The more we can make this, the word industry just seems so wrong for it. But for want of a better word, like the better we can make this industry, the better it is for all of us. Yeah. That's been a really beautiful aspect of it. Like collaborating, you know, I've done some different kind of like retreats with people. There's an amazing woman, Aileen. um, She's a shamanic practitioner. She's got a business in Waterford called Salt and Soul. I've done some really cool collaborations with her in her place and she's come to my place so yeah that's been a really lovely aspect but in terms of like running the business it is just me I'm in there you know five days a week so
0: so it's you've set it up so it's open five have two days off
1: yeah I have two days off a week now I'm very strict about that when I first opened I was like I'll work every day it's fine
0: <laughs> but that's you
1: know that's the hustle at
0: the start yeah so how did the first year go what were the highs and the lows I suppose the shot was it a challenge to not get burnt out and not work all of the hours
1: yeah 100% work-life balance was 100% the biggest challenge I'm in a really good space now where I am taking more time for myself and my little family here but yeah oh, oh I was very stressed to be honest yeah and I was Especially, I think the thing is with social media, you're kind of a slave to the algorithm. I was getting all my clients through Instagram. So I just felt a lot of pressure to always be on Instagram, you know, keeping the engagement off. And I've got very clear, strong boundaries about Instagram now okay. um, because how so much it affected me. And then, yeah, just like bookkeeping was a big challenge for me as <laughs> well. That is actually when I realized I had ADHD. It was from how much I struggled with like the bits of the business that I wasn't interested in, basically. (laughs) They got totally out of control. And yeah, no, I mean, financially, it was great for a first year. I didn't have a loss. So that was amazing. But yeah, definitely work-life balance and yeah, the kind of financial organization side and yeah yeah then you know you just it's from the like really messy mistakes you got the most learning so definitely yeah
0: the challenges you've said the finance the bookkeeping the work-life balance and social media and I suppose what have been the best bits
1: oh I mean like I just go in there in the morning and I just can't believe How much I love my life. (laughs) Like it's literally my dream job. And I'm just so proud of myself. Like I'm so I've had so much help along the way, like, especially from my partner. Honestly, I wouldn't have been able to do it without Gemma. She's supported me so much in all the ways, you know, feeding me, (laughs) helping me with the shop, the all the DIY. You know, we were in there for two months together before I opened. But also, I'm really proud of myself because I've worked incredibly hard over all the years because of like the spiritual aspect of the business. You know, that's years of my own spiritual work, my own healing journey that allows me to be able to help people with their healing journeys and be my own boss. And yeah, be part of this kind of like business revolution of like working in a yin feminine way going with the flow rather than being part of this kind of like hustle capitalist culture you know it's just it's just such a privilege and I just love it it's really great
0: and the fact that you were so busy the first year you obviously didn't have a problem getting clients and was that mainly through Instagram and word of mouth
1: yeah I mean it was definitely ebbs and flows you know I'd have like a really good month and then the next month I'd be stressed but it would kind of balance out then, you know. It definitely was not plain sailing at all, but like it worked and I just, I really kept the faith. I think that's why it worked. But yeah, Instagram has been a huge part of my business. It's kind of because it's the visual business with the tattooing, like Instagram is kind of where everybody looks for tattoos these days. So Yeah.
0: And I suppose because it's not, mainstream really what you're doing is a little bit different with the healing art, but uh, I'd imagine yeah. anyone that's into that is going to spread the word definitely so you you mentioned a lot of support from from your partner and um mm. hopefully your other friends and family were supportive as well oh definitely um, yeah but is there many cynics now you may not care or anything but I suppose what you're you mentioned kind of um rituals and that kind of thing which wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea so do you call many cynics or
1: I remember when I was in the shop like doing it up and like painting the outside like a lot of people stopped and were like what are you opening and a good few of them were, were like you know oh like do you really think that will work in a town like Cove you know it's a small town and that was challenging, definitely. It does like knock your confidence, but I just really, I kind of took it as tests. But I, my friend Eileen in Fault and Soul, like she said to me before, having a business is like being on stage because you're kind of like opening yourself up to criticism, especially because she's in the spiritual realm as well. We know that people think we're crazy. <laughs> we know that people think that we're doing work for Satan or just you know full of nonsense and that's fine you just have to kind of accept that like it's not everyone's cup of tea but for the people that it is their cup of tea they love it and that's what like fuels it and keeps you being excited about it I think like yeah there's just there's so much cynicism in the world and I just kind of feel sorry for people who are cynics because I think it's like coming from a place of fear of them not being able to express what they truly love. And yeah, I definitely don't take it personally. But obviously, if you're having a low day and you come across that energy, it can be really challenging.
0: Yeah, but I suppose it's sense to keep a good attitude. They're not your people. They're not who you're trying to target. So That's it, yeah. Just uh, remove yourself from it. So. What lies ahead for you in the next chapter? So you're a couple of years into the business now and it's obviously doing well. You've got a kind of a niche target audience that loves what it's doing. So what's next?
1: I definitely feel like I'm still getting into it. Like the space is like really evolving still, you know, I'm constantly just like trying to make it better and like my own skills as well. You know, I'm always reading and researching and doing trainings I'm just trying to like be the best that I can possibly be at what I'm doing now one of the things about ADHD for me is that like I was like I'm going to train in absolutely everything that I'm interested in like I want to offer it all whereas now over the last few months I've just really honed in on what I do like being enough and so I'm just really focusing on like enhancing what I already do, Yeah, but definitely really want a bigger space. That's what I'm working towards for kind of in a couple of years to have a bigger space with kind of different rooms for different practitioners, like a big room for kind of like events and circles and dancing, all that lovely stuff maybe with an outside space oh as well i'm working on some products so that's really exciting i'm working on some kind of like aromatherapy products because aromatherapy has always been like a part of my journey and i use it in the space and anytime i do a retreat or a circle and things i usually make some aromatherapy for it so yeah i'm working on some products which is really exciting. Right. As well.
0: so lots yeah. of <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And then you said, from a personal point of view, you're engaged, you've settled in Cove and you have three cats, did you say?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Three little baby cats. Well, one of them is a kitten, but they're all my babies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I really, I've always wanted to be a mother as well. So like we'd love to have some human babies as well at some point through whatever means. open to um, adopting and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, just having like a really beautiful, intentional home life is really important to me as well. We'd love to get a place in the countryside and just live a lot more kind of like sustainably and self-sufficiently. And yeah, who knows? You know, I do think about maybe getting a space for the business and we could also live there I'm really open to a bit more of a countryside vibe for my business as well which is yeah really lovely to think about
0: the future is bright lots lots of different options yeah definitely and did just I know a big thing with the business is they're in the kind of Celtic vibe and ceremonies yeah so is Bridget's day uh, a big thing
1: Yeah.
0: yeah so what have you been doing for that
1: I actually, yesterday on Bridget's Day, I did a beautiful rebirth tattoo ceremony for a friend of mine. It's like so lovely and powerful. We transformed an old tattoo he had, but we did a ceremony to also honor like the rebirths that he's been going through. So we did an altar and we were really working with the Bridget's Day energy, but also his energy I did a reading for him as well and yeah it was just I'm really focused on like one-on-one work recently I just think that's what's really flowing for me so yeah it was really gorgeous to work with Bridget's energy and just that um the new beginning of spring definitely yeah and
0: there's a full moon on Sunday isn't there as well I think
1: yeah yeah full moons are just for me (laughs) guys yeah I just love yeah being more inward and quiet on the phone or like going to something and kind of receiving it's really important in this work that you you um prioritize the time for yourself and to go and like receive other things as well it's so easy to just like keep giving and giving but um
0: yeah I can imagine because it's so hands-on that you're absorbing everybody else's energy as well so you need to kind of
1: Energetic management really yeah. so important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that was one of the challenges for me as well. Actually, I was I was giving a lot of my energy away. Yeah, it's really important to um to not do that.
0: Right. <laughs> so. Where can people find you? Anybody listen to this who who wants to legitimate um, to Cove and and get a tattoo straight away?
1: Yeah, well I've actually got a gorgeous new website. So that's the best place. So it's um And you can find yeah, loads of lovely information there and like booking forms and everything like that. And then I'm at OwenSoul on Facebook and Instagram as well. I do have a TikTok page, but yeah, I'm in two yeah. minds about that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't posted for a while. But yeah, definitely um,
0: the website
1: is my online home.
0: Great. Well I'll be I'll yeah. keeping an eye and if I uh, if I'm brave enough I might <gasps> Yes, got my first tattoo i would love that i uh, to do it in yeah. and uh, i know you I'm, said I'm that a, before i have a lot of, <laughs> of cynics in my life so i don't think yeah anything too obvious but i, I like the idea of what you said or like that it's it's for you to look at and you yeah, know definitely. that if it's a symbol for you it doesn't necessarily need to be for external kind of viewing or whatever so yeah this is so interesting. Something different as you said, not everybody's cup of tea, but I think the fact that you, you saw that that this is so different to to what other tattoo parlours are doing and it's the more mm. ah, feeling. it sounds lovely and cosy and warm. So yeah, um, think, I'm sure yeah. lots of people will be checking it out now. So thanks Emil for coming on today. It's been great chatting to you. Best of luck in the next couple of years. I hope it goes great
1: yeah thank you so much i can't believe i did a podcast (laughs) (laughs) i was like i will never do a podcast and then you asked me and i was like oh go
0: on thanks to my lovely guest today and thanks to those of you that listened if you like this episode please share or tell a friend i'll be back next time to talk to another amazing lady who has reinvented her next chapter